listening to Brave Radio, episode number 52. Here at Brave Radio, we celebrate the magic of everyday bravery. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I'm so happy you're here. So today on Brave Radio, I am sharing the long and hearty list of things I do most mornings to feel connected to my heart, energized for my workday, and excited about life. A bit of a disclaimer here, I am a self-care nerd and have added these things in one thing at a time over the course of several years. I say that to say, please do not try to do all of this tomorrow morning right away. There's this really funny, fine line between something being an act of self-care and it being a reason to feel like you are falling short. It's important as I run through all of these that you know that adding just one new thing to your morning routine is amazing. Don't feel pressure to have a three hour long process overnight. Okay, so with that being said, let's dive in. So typically I wake up somewhere between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Before you lose it on me. I also think it's important to say that most days I go to sleep at 9 p.m., 9, 9.30. So that's plenty of sleep. And um, it's a lot easier to wake up in the morning if you're going to bed at night. So we wake up anywhere between 5 and 6 a.m. And the very first thing I do is I wash my face. And that's actually a relatively new morning routine thing for me. I mean, within the last few years, um, I started doing face care and skincare. And so I started doing that because, you know, they tell you to do it. My whole life, I was just a wash my face in the shower with warm water kind of person. I didn't use moisturizer. I didn't use toner. And I went through seasons where it was like trendy for me to do that, but I didn't really, I didn't really follow through. So me starting to wash my face and like do skincare was kind of a big move. And it's, it's funny because more than anything for me, skincare and washing my face in the morning, is just a moment to slowly wake up, to get connected with myself, to have a slow little process that I do every single day that just connects me to being into the day. It's less about like, I want to prevent wrinkles or make sure my skin's moisturized. Like all of that's helpful and great, but mostly it really is just that quiet moment to adjust to being awake, splashing some warm water on my face, putting a nice spray on, you know, giving myself a little face massage. It's just like a really sweet way to start a day. So that's the first thing I do. The second thing I do is I pull cards and For those of you who don't know, I mentioned this in Instagram recently. I said I pull cards every morning and people were like, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, And I didn't even really think about it. I just thought we all did it. (laughs) And so um, I pull cards. So what that means is like Oracle cards or tarot cards. I will choose a deck that I'm working with each week. I think at this point I have close to 10 decks that I like to use that I have at home. And I pick one of those decks and I pull from it every week. And I just pull a card every day. And the main objective for me with a card, I think, you know, a lot of people obviously treat cards as a form of spiritual connection 
or a form of really being able to tell what's happening in their lives, what will happen or what will come to be. That's not really how I approach it. For me, it's kind of like a, a thought prompt. So I pull a card, that card kind of gives some advice or gives me a reflection, something to think about. And I get in touch with my intuition and I ask, you know, where is this true for me? How can I use this to have a better day and to really step into a version of myself that I want to be. So that's how I approach cards. And, um, so I pull one every morning and that helps me to set an intention for the day. And then I do a gratitude check-in. Basically, I either write a 10 good things list, which if you guys haven't heard me talk about a 10 good things list, what that is, is just my form of a gratitude list. I just think gratitude sounds kind of stuffy and makes me feel like it's really formal and makes me feel like a little bit more like guilty. (laughs) Like if I can't think of a good gratitude, then what's wrong with me kind of thing. But I can always easily think of 10 good things even in the worst moments, even when everything is going wrong, my life feels like it's turned upside down and it's all gone to just bits. (laughs) I can think of good 10 good things, right? Coffee's always there. Water's always there. Hot showers always exist, that kind of thing. So that's how I think about it. So I do a gratitude check-in and right now I'm using a five minute journal Shout out to Liz White, who gave that to me when I went on her retreat in Joshua Tree um, in September of 2018. She gave us all a five-minute journal, and I use it every morning right now. And I think they last about six months, so one day that will come to an end, and we'll find a new little thing to do. But for right now, I'm having fun with that, because it takes literally about five minutes. You just write down what you're grateful for. You write down what would make today great, that kind of thing. So I do that. And then I pull a love note from Obi. I know that you guys might not be able to have your own love notes from Obi, but for our anniversary in September, Obi gave me a, a note for every day of the year for the first year of our marriage. And so, or the second year of our marriage, I guess. But so every day I pull a new note from him. Now, if you are not with Obi, he did not write you love notes for the year. AKA if you are not me and he is not your husband, (laughs) then, um, I would suggest taking that time to write yourself something kind, you know, write a, write a note to yourself about what you appreciate about who you are and what you bring to the table and what you're contributing to the world. Because I cannot even begin to tell you that that was a piece of my day that I did not know was missing. Just every morning being reminded of the fact that my presence matters, like, that's the most amazing gift. So if you can give that to yourself, I highly encourage it. And likely what I will be doing next year because now I'm addicted. <laughs> so um, I do those things and I still, I'm still in my pajamas and cozied up at that point. Um, and then after that, I get dressed for the day. I add get dressed to the day because I work for myself and it would be very easy for me to not get dressed every day, but I find it really helpful and important to take time in getting ready and feeling connected to that process so that 
I feel like my life in my home is separate from my life in my work. That I feel like I am settled when I'm home. I'm in my cozy clothes, I'm rested, and I'm settled. And there's a distinct difference between wearing your shoes and your clothes and wearing your comfortable clothes. And that energy, to me, is a really important distinction. I want to feel put together and ready to go. And then I want to feel relaxed and at home and at ease so I can kind of have that physical reminder to turn my brain on and to let my brain rest. So I get dressed. Then I make my breakfast, eat my breakfast. Um, this is actually another thing that like I did not used to do. I just used to skip breakfast. <laughs> like I thought that we could just do that. And, um, I realized, you know, how important that was for me in a million different ways, but mostly just because I want to have sustained energy throughout the day, you know? So I eat breakfast. Then I have a time that I start my work day and I leave my house. So I think a lot of people who are self-employed forget to set themselves a schedule or maybe part of the joy of being self-employed for them is not having a schedule. And I totally get that, but what a difference it makes for me to have a time of day that I show up every single day to my job. And the beautiful thing about that is that if I'm running 15 minutes late, (laughs) it does not matter, but at least I have an objective, you know? And there's like this like fun feeling of the, of reminding myself that I can be late and no one's watching me. Um, and then when I play hooky or I mix my schedule up, it's a lot more fun than if I felt out of control and like I wasn't, I was trying to utilize my freedom every day, but then I wasn't getting anything done and I felt unproductive and I was kind of dealing with guilt and shame. It's way more fun to have a time that I show up to my work day every day and I commit to that. So I always start my work day at 8am or in that window And it really, really works for me. I'm also the most productive in the morning time. So if I don't show up when I'm my most productive, I'm wasting those hours, you know? So I would much rather work like 7 a.m. to noon than work noon to 6 p.m., you know, because I'm tired by the end of the day. So that works for me. Something else might work for you, but I really encourage you to set a time for some of you, this might be the right one for you to pick, but set a time that you show up for your work every single day. And I leave my house. I do not work at home. It's very hard for me to work at home. I know a lot of people who do it. I struggle with that. I don't know how y'all do it because I cannot ignore the things that can be fixed in the house, the little tiny things that could be cleaned or organized or set up. I get sleepy. <laughs> I I think about like, oh, I could take a bath right now. There's just so many things you can do at home that you cannot do elsewhere. So I used to work in coffee shops. Right now I work in a co-working space, which is where I'm recording this episode from actually. And I leave my house and I love leaving my house because then when I come home, work is not there. It does not live in my house. So I start my work day and leave my house. The next thing I do is I check in with my win the day list. 
So instead of a to-do list, I keep a win-the-day list. For those of you who are in Brave Collective, you if you've taken the to-do list workshop, you are very familiar with this, but I don't keep a running to-do list. I don't keep a to-do list where I check things off and they run over into the next day or um, it's like keep adding things to it. That is not how I operate. I keep a with the day list, which is like three to five tasks a day that I have to get done in order to have a successful day. So I check in with that list. If you're in Brave Collective, then you also know that I write that list the day before so that when I finish my work day, I can close it out and leave clean. So I write that list and then the next morning I just check in with it and I use that list to do a time block. So my time block is I write down every single hour of my day and I put down all the meetings I have, when I'm going to have a lunch break, if I'm going to record anything, that kind of thing. And then I take all of those tasks from my win the day list, plus just my regular old daily tasks that I have to do. And I put them into time blocks. So each hour has a task dedicated to it. Here's the thing, y'all. Time's finite. You don't get more of it. So if you try to cram 32 to-do list items into a day with six meetings, it's not going to happen. There's not enough time. There's not enough hours in the day to do all of that. So what you're going to end up with is just a lot of guilt and shame and not a lot of things happening and not a lot of things being produced. So instead write it out it's an appointment on your calendar each task you have is an appointment it's a time that you're giving to a thing on purpose so when you're in a meeting you don't check your phone when you're in a meeting you don't um, call your mom when you're in a meeting you don't scroll through instagram like treat it like you're in a meeting and between meetings, you can do a little swift phone check or do whatever you need to do. But while you're in the meeting, you're focused on the meeting. I find that so helpful in being realistic with the goals that I set for the day, being aware of how much I'm putting on myself and what's possible, and also just staying focused. Because if I can notice, okay, I didn't get this task done in the hour that I set for it. So now all of my day is pushed back, which means that like, I'm going to have to work to 7 PM and I don't want to do that. So how can I stay on track? Okay. So the next thing is I check in with my heart, mind, body, and soul every single day. So I just ask like, Hey heart, (laughs) what do you need? And I let it give me an answer. And I ask my mind, my body, my soul. And a lot of times you find that the answers are pretty similar. You need a lot of water. <laughs> I need yoga. I need some alone time most of the time. Um, I need to write. I need to prioritize my tasks. You know, you start to find your answers coming up. But I check in with them every single day, no matter what the answers are. And I do my best to give it to myself that day. The next thing I do is I check in with my money. I used to be one of those people who ignored their bank account. I just didn't want to know what was happening in there. I didn't want anyone. I didn't, it just felt so stressful and like not fun. And so I would just ignore it and pretend like nothing was real. That did not get me very much, right? Like got me into really weird habits of like not 
paying things on time, like not understanding my finances, not saving money. So uh, several years ago, I started the habit of just look at your bank account. Step one, (laughs) just look at your bank account every single day. Step two was like express gratitude. Um, Step three was really start to try and save save some of that money instead of just spending it all on weird things that you liked. <laughs> and so, um, so that's been a process. So now every day I check in with my money right now, what I do is I write down all of the things that I spent money on the day before and categorize it because I just think it's so helpful to be aware of where our money is going for multiple reasons. It shows us what we're prioritizing. It shows us how we could reprioritize, I think the main reason I got this co-working space is because I realized I was spending three times the amount of rent for this office on coffee in a given month. And like, that was not how I wanted to be spending my money. And I don't think there's any, and I will say this till I die. You spend as much money on coffee as you want to spend money on coffee. There's no shame or harm in that. People love to shame us for how much we spend on our coffee. I don't care how much money you spent on coffee, but what I found was that the coffee wasn't offering me what the office could offer me. I needed a space to record. I needed a space where people were not going to interrupt me and like talk to me during my workday. I needed that, but instead I was spending more money to get less of what I wanted and needed. And that did not make sense. And tracking my spending is what got me there. And I love that. I'm so grateful for that. Okay. So the next thing that I do in the morning, I check in with my money and then I write morning pages. So I get asked this a lot. I get asked about what I do when I journal. So what I do is I write three pages of free write every single morning. I do my very best to keep my pen moving and just keep my thoughts flowing. I'm not always successful at this because I'm usually still pretty sleepy at this time, but I try my best and I do always write three pages for the most part. And I've been doing that for, for lots of years. I've kept a journal since I was six or seven years old, maybe nine years old, like really young. And, um, and I have all of those journals still for my life and I've never really taken a break since then. It's just something that's really important to me. And the reason it's really important to me is because it clears my head. I'm able to serve as my own therapist and really process things and get clear with myself, get to the root of my thoughts and my feelings. So by the time I'm talking to someone about it, I've already processed it. I don't rely on my friends and family as much for feedback because I'm able to process things on my own and I'm doing it every single day. I'm showing up, asking myself questions, rolling through the things that are on my mind and dealing with them. And so that helps me to stay grounded, to move through a lot of the things that I struggle with or I'm thinking about. And really, truly, I think is the only thing that is a non-negotiable on this list. All of this could go, even watching my face, (laughs) all of it could go, but that has to stay. That's the thing that the bare minimum of what I need to function as myself in the world. So I write three pages of free throughout every morning. The other amazing thing about this is that it is usually where my content comes from. 
You know, that's where my Instagram posts come from. It's a lot of times where these podcasts come from. It's just writing. Um, and I love that. I love that process. So I think it's amazing. And it opens me up to, to get all of those like weird, heavy things that are on my mind or stressors or things I'm worried about that aren't productive off of my brain so I can focus and just do the things I want to be doing in the world. So I do that. I also in that tend to, or try to check in with my daily prompt from Brave Collective. So Brave Collective, for those of you who don't know, is my membership site. It's where I send daily prompts, weekly challenges, monthly full moon, new moon rituals, things like that. And we work on growing together to create the lives we want to create for ourselves from right where we are. In that, I send daily journaling prompts based off of that month's topic. So this month is visioning. So each day is is setting toward a new vision. It's a new prompt pointing back to vision. And so I write on that prompt as well every day, which brings me into my habit tracker. So the other thing I do in the morning is I set my habit tracker. So what are the things that I want to make sure I do today that are helpful and good for me? What are the things I'm struggling to kind of maintain and keep track of? And how can I make sure that I'm checking in with those and knocking them off of my to-do list? So usually for me, that's doing yoga every day. Right now, it's my monthly resolution is to drink coffee in. And so I have that on my habit tracker. I have um, drinking enough water on my habit tracker. Um, Spending some time in my Facebook groups is on my habit tracker. Getting to inbox zero, things along those lines. And that gives me kind of a creative way to engage and check off the things that I want to be doing in the world. So that is the next thing I do. (laughs) Y'all, this list is long. I know. And then I move into, um, in my day planner, what I I do bullet journaling. So in there I have a gratitude list. And so I put one thing, one good thing in there that's going in my life. And then I check in with my bucket list for the month. Bucket lists are another thing that we do in Brave Collective. And so I just kind of take that list and I put it into my bullet journal so I can color in if I did anything from the bucket list or just remind myself to be engaging with my life in a new and fun way. So I check in with that in the morning as well. And then there's a few things that I do just kind of on my best days. Like if everything's going well, this is what I'm doing. If I have the time, if I'm making the time, I meditate for at least 10 minutes. Um, Meditation is a big deal for me because it helps me to separate kind of, or not even separate, but like create space between my thoughts, my feelings, and my reactions. So it allows me to experience my thoughts fully, to observe my feelings and then to make intentional reactions instead of reacting. Truly, it's like I'm, I'm able to take action that feels like it's in alignment with who I want to be instead of just responding to everything that happens to me in my life. So meditation's amazing. And on my best days, I have time to do that. The other thing is I really like to, if I can't do a full yoga practice every day, I at least try to do three full sun salutations. I just think it's the perfect little combo of things to do in the morning time 
to stretch out your full body, to get yourself kind of woken up, to increase your flexibility, to get a good stretch in, and to feel awake and alive. So on my best days, I'm able to at least do some sun salutations in the morning as well. Another big thing that I do on my best days when I remember is listen to motivational content on my drive while I get ready and things like that. I can tell you guys, like I notice a big difference in who I am, how I show up in the world, how connected I feel to my goals and my dreams, how grounded I feel in life and how optimistic and positive I feel when I am listening to motivational content on a regular basis or when I'm not like I see a dramatic difference. I cannot express that enough. So what I tend to listen to are either, um, Abraham Hicks videos or podcasts, episodes of, of just podcasts that I really love that uplift me and encourage me and, and push me toward who I want to be in the world or things along those lines. I listen to them while I get ready, or I listen to them on the drive to work, or if I have some more mindless things to do at work, I listen to them while I do that. And it really does change the game for me. So those are the main things that I do in the morning. I also, on my best days, read over the goals that I have for the month. Um, really touching in with your goals every day is so helpful for reminding yourself of what you said you were going to do and then remembering to take action to get there. I don't think it's magic. I think it's just remembering, staying connected, regrounding, recommitting to that action every single day. Just like any relationship, you have to show up every single day fully in on board and committed to give your all to it. And I think it's the same thing for our goals. You know, we have to show up and we have to be willing to commit and take the action we need to take every single day. And sometimes that action just needs is spurred by the memory of the fact that we wanted them in the first place. I cannot tell you how many times I've finished a month, went back, reviewed the goals from a month before, and I couldn't even remember them. They didn't even look familiar to me because I hadn't checked in with them all month and <laughs> I didn't meet them because I forgot to even check in with them. So I really like to do that on my best days as well. So I know that a lot of you are sitting there with kids <laughs> and you're like, um, Sarah Jane, how do you do this with children? So in order to do that, I wanted, I wanted to address that. I wanted to talk to you about how I manage all of this when I have Ford. So we have, for those of you who don't know, I'm a stepmom. We have Ford every other week. Most mornings, his dad works really early in the morning. And so he's gone before Ford wakes up. And so it's usually just me and Ford in the morning time. And I kind of handle this. I still do almost everything that I listed for you and take care of him and get him to school on time. So here is how I do that. I'm going to take a sip of tea first and then we'll drive in. Drive in? No, we will jump in. I don't know why I said drive. Okay. So when I have Ford, I wake up at least 30 minutes before him. So before he's awake at all, I have washed my face, pulled cards, written a gratitude list, 
done the love notes. I have, um, meditated or done some salutation. So I'm going to do that that day. All of that is done. Then I wake him up. I take him, we have, he and I have like a very solid routine. He knows exactly what step one is, what step two is. We're in this together. Like he is on board. So he goes to the bathroom first thing. His clothes are already laid out from the night before. So he knows, okay, he goes into the living room. He dresses himself at this age. He didn't used to. Um, and I used to just dress him really quickly, but now he dresses himself. So while he gets dressed, I get dressed. My clothes are also laid out from the night before. So that that process can happen really fast. So he gets dressed. I get dressed once he's done getting dressed. He'll yell for me and say, please come put my socks on. <laughs> so I'll go in and get his socks on. I'll make his breakfast while I'm making his breakfast. I, while he's eating his breakfast, I go in and do my makeup and my hair in the bathroom. So by the time he's done eating breakfast, I'm completely dressed and ready to go. And he is done eating breakfast. I get him kind of wrapped up. I packed his lunch the night before. So I just put his lunch in his backpack and we walk to the bus stop. He rides the bus in the mornings, but if he didn't ride the bus in the mornings, I would just let him stay with me while I did the rest of my little routine, which is just eat breakfast. So, um, but because he rides the bus, I walk him to the bus stop Then I come back and I eat breakfast. And then by around 7:45, I'm ready to leave and go to the office. So I get to the office around eight in the morning and I'll get a cup of coffee and I'll do all of the check-in stuff. So I spend that first hour checking in with my win the day list, time blocking, checking in with my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, my money. I write morning pages, habit tracker, gratitude list. All of that happens in that eight to nine hour in the morning. And then by 9am I'm ready to work. So all of that happens, um, with kids as well. Now, if you had three to four kids and it was just you, then you're probably gonna have to wake up about an hour before your kids get up so that you can get fully dressed before they ever get up. But all of that can still happen in that way for you as well. So I know that's a lot. And I know that a lot of you are like, girl, <laughs> that is too much. And some of you, the others might think it's child's play and they are like wondering why I'm not on the cold shower train yet. Maybe I will hit up the cold shower situation in 2020. We will see. But um, I just want to remind you to check in with yourself. So see what you can do each day to be more of yourself and more well-loved version of yourself. The truth is that you deserve that. Even if you can just give yourself 30 minutes a day, dedicated time to yourself in the morning and the evening, it can make a huge difference in how rested, creative, and enthusiastic you feel about your life. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It truly is the best way for new folks to find out what we're doing here. So I would so, so appreciate it. Have a great day and I will see you in the next episode.